Hello, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. This podcast is about people, their stories, their experiences, and the things they can't explain. We live in a world where supernatural occurrences happen to people more often than we talk about. And on this show, we're going to explore these paranormal encounters and become a place where people can share what they've gone through without the fear of being told they're crazy. You are not alone. My name is Rafael Gonzalez, and you are listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. Tristan Budzen Barker, welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. Hello. Did I say it right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. I, so. I mean, you were closer than you were before. So. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. Once in a while, I get it right. Uh, so welcome to the show. Thank you for having me here. You're, you're welcome. How about you tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, Tristan, uh, I've been living in Papa Grove my entire life. I was born in uh, Oregon, the state of Oregon, uh, around the city of Portland. Uh, lived there for two years, so no memories, and then moved here and lived in the same house ever since I was, uh, two or three. Nice. So, um. I mean, you don't have to tell us your whole life story. You can tell us whatever you want. That's it. No, that's that's about it. And then there is one other thing I need to ask you about. Oh. You're a little bit of a celebrity. Yes. (laughs) Why is that? Yes, I am. Uh, so, um, so I was 17 at the time. Uh, so five years ago, uh, I was in California. I was going to, uh, or I was coming from a funeral, uh, from my uncle, uh, flying back to Illinois. And, but we stopped at a, some kind of, uh, Chinese restaurant that had outdoor seating and we found a wallet on one of the tables outside. So we, um, we took it and we stashed it and we were like, we're going to look at it later. So we got our food. Uh, eight, and we went back uh, to the bus and we opened up the wallet and we found out to be uh, Chris Hemsworth's wallet, the actor that plays Thor in the Thor movies. Um, then uh, I was getting my Eagle Scout at the time. Uh, so when we sent the wallet to him, uh, I asked him if uh, he could send me a congratulatory letter for my Eagle Scout rank uh, back to me. And then um, when we sent the letter out with his wallet, uh, we got a call, it was received um, from his manager. And then when uh, a day later, we got a call from one of the representatives of Ellen show. So when we sent the wallet out, we, he was a regular on the show and my mom at the bottom of the letter said, uh, could you get us tickets to Ellen, LOL. And when we got that call, they interviewed us via Skype, and they flew us out to be on the show Wednesday. So, like, we just got home Monday. Uh, We didn't even unpack our bags on Tuesday. They flew us back out Wednesday and uh, went out to record uh, Thursday and flew us back home on Thursday. So that was a a really fun experience for sure. 
So you're not only a good Samaritan, you got to meet Thor. Yeah, in person. And that guy is tall. <laughs> and he's tall? He's very tall. And he's, is he nice? Yeah, he was very nice. Everyone on the show, like, the whole experience was, like, super comfortable um, until I found out it was going to be international television that I was uh, an awkward wreck. <laughs> That's okay. But, yeah, no, Shutter, uh, Ellen uh, and Shutterfly gave me $10,000, which uh, paid through the rest of college. So, I mean, it's nice to have uh, no debt there. Um, and then, uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, gave me the rest of the money in the wallet, which was really nice of him. And everyone on the show was saying that, uh, that wasn't a part of the script that wasn't planned and everyone else was surprised too. So that was just him being like saying thank you and being a nice guy. Dang. Good job, Chris Hemsworth. You're a decent human. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, so let's get to the, let's get to the goods. Mm. So you and I have talked quite a few times at work about yeah. paranormal so we were kind of like the like literally that's all we talk about at work paranormal <laughs> stuff but yeah, so every just, morning it's like hey ralph i gotta talk to you. I, gotta <laughs> I gotta tell the story but like so you've got some stories and then mm-hmm. you've got like these crazy wild dreams that i'm convinced means something uh, i'm trying to figure it yeah, out. yeah we're too. all trying to figure it out so where do you want to start i guess i'll just try to do it in as order as possible okay um i mean first off i'll start with uh a couple paranormal experiences I had. Um, the biggest one being uh, seeing my uh, great-grandmother. Uh, when, oh God, I had to have been about the age of 10. I was like plus or, plus or minus four years. Uh, and my bedroom uh, looks down the entire hallway of the house. Um, I just woke up in the middle of the night. Um, and I just tossed and turned like you know anyone else does in their sleep. And when I looked down the hallway, I saw a perfect white porcelain figure of a woman. And she was really short. uh, And she was leaning on a wall of the house that we didn't have anymore. And she was putting on a pair of slippers. She just lit the, and the slippers themselves were like their own shape, like with her. And she put on one pair and then she put that foot down and started lifting the foot up and started to put on the other one. And then she like just faded away until she was gone. And it freaked me out. And I was just like, you As know what? Should. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll back over uh, and go back to bed. Um, I won't bother you and you won't bother me. Good. Um, woke up the next morning, told my parents about it, and I described everything. Um, she was like really short old lady with really uh, frizzy, poofy hair. Um, and I described, you know, more about her. And my dad goes to like, you know, like the the junk drawer. Every house has that, the junk drawer. Right. Um, and he pulls out a photo, and he's like, "Was this the woman you saw?" And uh, sure enough, detail for detail, that was the lady I saw. I was like, "Yeah, that's who. That's who I saw. Like, who is that?" And he says, "Like, that's your great grandmother, Mama. <laughs> a woman I've never seen of before or able a to." A great grandmother? Yeah, great. A great, great. I had number of greats. I'm not sure, but she okay. was a part of our family. Multiple greats yeah. involved. And on my uh, dad's mother's side, we have a really deep connection with the Blackfoot Indian tribe. Uh, and those slippers were supposedly um, featured in the Smithsonian Museum. So everything about you is famous. <laughs> in not other everything. Words, not everything. That's all right. But I just, I don't know. I've no, That's something I've never been able to explain. I would just like to see a person like that. Because like everyone like says like they see shadow figures or... 
Right. Um, but like, I don't hear a lot of stories where people just see white figures. Yeah. So it was pure white. It was. It wasn't like. It was like porcelain, really. Weird. And it was, but it was kind of see through. But when she started to fade away, it's just like you took the opacity slider all the way to the side, and then just until she was gone. Like it didn't. She didn't disappear. It just became thinner and thinner and thinner and was gone. So what was going through your head? Like, how did your family react when you when you describe this person to a T that you've never seen, and you describe it in that way? I I it was a long time ago. I can't really remember. And I know it was just kind of, it was just one of those things where it goes like, wow, that was freaky, and we kind of moved on. We didn't really uh we didn't really dwell on it too much. It was just I was like really shocked, and my sure. dad was shocked, and. And they were saying, like, you know, hey, you know, maybe she was watching over us that night kind of deal, but I'm not. Or she just forgot her slippers. Yeah. She... <laughs> Either one. We don't know. We didn't have them, so. Well, they're with her now because they were a part of the, the vision, I yeah, guess. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Um, uh, two other things, which I'm still kind of on the fence about, of which they're paranormal or not. Uh, and these all happened, like, really close to each other. Um, my neighbor's house. uh was an old lady so we helped her out a couple times by cleaning up her yard because she wasn't able um had all my friends over because we always would go camping in the backyard and we had a fire and my parents said like hey you kids should go over and clean up all the sticks in your yard so we can throw it in the fire and get rid of them so i was like sure uh and so i got all my friends we went over there and me being the tom sawyer that i am sent them all to the backyard and myself to the front yard knowing there isn't any sticks to pick up in the front yard <laughs> classic um, but I was, you know, I had a small handful cause there is one tree up there, but I was walking across the driveway and she had two patches of, um, wood chips on each side of the, uh, garage door. And on the left side, I was just walking across and then like all the wood chips would get thrown up in the air and like, like they were kicked. And I was like, that's weird. And it's like, it's probably like a squirrel or a frog or, you know, something that's living in there. And so I, I just kept walking around, heard it again. I was like, all right, what is that? So I look over there. I'm standing over top of it. I'm moving the wood chips around. It's like, I cannot find anything. Like, nothing should be causing this. So I, I leave it alone again, and then it happens again. I was like, all right, I'm going to get my friends. I'm going to get everyone over here. Maybe they can find something I'm not seeing. So I get them all over there, and I point at the spot at them, and then I tell them, like, you know, it's like, it'll happen. Just wait. And we probably sat there for, like, I don't know, maybe, like, four or five minutes. Nothing happened. I was like, oh, you got to be joking. And I was like, okay, so I got a dumb idea. Um, I was here when I was alone, so maybe one person needs to be here. So we, we had one person sit there, and everyone else like hid behind a bush where they couldn't see it, but they could still hear it if it happened. And sure enough, it happened again when only one person was sitting there. Um, and then we just cycled through. Just one person at a time would sit there, it would happen again, and then we would... But if two people were sitting there, three, everyone, nothing. Wouldn't no. happen. Weird. And it, I, I can't remember if it stopped or we just got bored, but I wish I was smart enough at the time to kind of use it to ask questions or something like that if it oh, was sure. anything. Find out who's, who's mm -hmm. behind it. And where, where was this? It was at my neighbor's house. Uh, huh. Just right over there. And Like, it's just something I have another thing that just happened that was weird that just wasn't able to explain. That's okay. We we specialize in the things <laughs> that nobody can explain. Mm, that's like a small thing. And then the uh, the last thing that happened to me that I couldn't explain again around the same time, uh, I had one of those like gaming chairs, like the rocking the rocking ones that sit on the floor, 
and I was watching TV and I was standing on top of it and like just kind of swinging it back and forth. And then just something slapped the back of the chair, like really loud, like a hard clap. So I turn around, it scared me a little bit. And I was like, what was that? That was weird. And there's a shelf right next to it that was on the wall. It's like, maybe something fell off. So I'm looking on the floor and everything that I could find on the floor that was in the area, I dropped from the same height onto the chair and didn't even make near to the same sound. So I hit it myself and I was like, yeah, I had to hit it with a lot of force to duplicate the sound. And it was just that was it. another thing I really couldn't explain. And Jeez. But as far as paranormal experiences directly, that's, that's, that's it for me. That's the one. That was it. All right. And that's the last thing that's happened to me. I mean, recently, um, my girlfriend said that, because she was living at my house for a little while, um, she said she was in the basement, and she said she saw, like, red eyes in our basement once, and it freaked her out a bunch. Um, and I thought, I was like, I have a VR system, and the one of the sensors goes red. So I was like, oh, I probably left it on. I went down the basement and wasn't on. Um, so, and she was like, she, she didn't like, she did not want to go in the basement. She didn't want to go in the basement at all that night. And it was, she was super bothered. So whatever she saw, like, really freaked her out. But stirring stuff up. Yeah. With all our talks. Oh. Um, so are we on to the warlock guy? I think so. This is such a weird story. I tried to get this guy on your podcast. I know this guy was supposed to. Yeah, this guy was supposed to be on our podcast. He and he had some really interesting stuff to yeah, say. Yeah, his stuff was strange. I met him. Uh, He's, through, his schedule didn't work out. Yeah, I met him through my girlfriend. Uh, my girlfriend's friend because we went on a world religions, or she and her friend went on a world religions class, and during the field trip they got to bring one friend. And uh, I met him, and like we you know, became, like, immediate buddies because, like, you know, he was saying a lot of stuff that was, like, really fun, you know, just simple stuff he talked about. Um, but then after the whole trip was over, uh, we were, like, sitting at a Dairy Queen for, like, <laughs> four or five hours <laughs> just talking about whatever this guy had to say, and I really wish he could have been here. But he, he said uh, he was a warlock, and he, I think it was Wicca or Wiccan or whatever that is i think that's what he was into or or practicing right but he was like uh studied like auras and like would practice uh, manipulating his aura to do different things and all the whole time of talking to him it was like uh it was like oh cool party tricks or you know it's like you know i'll entertain the thought because you know what he has to say is interesting anyway um but then uh he said he finally he claimed that he could like light a candle without any source of fire just by focusing on it um he didn't do it i never saw it happen but i don't i kind of little believe him now after what happened uh at the end but he said that uh he could like people's auras had like colors and they would be they would all work a different way like everyone's aura was different sometimes people didn't have a color or had a very weak or no aura at all and some people's were stronger um than others were so i was just like is there any way to like test that and he was like yeah there was one way and i was like well let's do it so he said so he put his hands together like over the table and he was like focusing really hard and he's like he's like what i'm basically doing he said what i'm basically doing is making like an aura sphere and what you're going to do is break the energy with your hand just by putting your hand in the space 
and depending on what happens, I can get an idea of how your aura, if any, works. So I was like, okay. So he sits there, and he's got his hands about almost a foot apart, and he's just focusing really hard, really hard. And, and he finally just goes like, okay, he says, okay, do it. And I did it. And I didn't expect anything to happen uh, at all. But when I put my hand in between his, it was like hot. It was warm. And then almost immediately went away and went back to room temperature. And he had like a really confused look on his face. And I was like, I was like, so what was that? And I was like, I think I might have screwed something up. Let me try it again. So we did it again. And it's like, so we put his hands, you know, separated apart, just focusing for a little while. And we did it again. And I put my hands in between them. And then same thing happened. I was like, it was really hot, really warm. And then all that uh, energy just went away. And it was room temperature. Ugh. And he's like, I really don't know what's happening. It's like, it's like you're taking the energy away i was like how could that happen <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing so weird this is all happening in a dairy queen yeah <laughs> in a dairy queen. <laughs> well we were there until they kicked us out it was i was so me and my girlfriend were so interested in like, everything like, that tried again like tried no but he said he couldn't do it uh he tried doing it a third time and he couldn't do it because he said it it took a lot of energy for him to do and it was exhausting him so he couldn't do it anymore at least was what he said um, and then, so he said he went home, uh, that night and I got his Facebook and I was talking to him. I was like, do you have any idea, you know, what <laughs> this was or what was going on? And he's like, well, uh, so like you were definitely like taking the energy away from me. Like you were like siphoning it somehow. And when I was driving home, well, like when I was riding home with my girlfriend that night, like I was like super energetic and it's like, we just had a whole day of walking through like three different like chapels. Like I think we went to. Um, I think we went to like a Muslim church, a, uh, it's like, I don't know. I'm probably going to call it wrong and be an asshole, but like a Hindu church. I'm not sure what. <laughs> a mosque. Mosque. Yes. Thank you. There you go. Uh, and, um, like that was the most interesting thing. Cause like they, they, they had so much historical things there and it was really cool to learn about everything. Cause like a lot of people think that, um, it's all a bunch of different gods but it's actually the same God that came back uh, at different times. Really? And that's why they believe in reincarnation, because like a God came back to help humanity in a different form every time. Uh, and then they're waiting for the return of it again. Um, well, I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right on that, from if I'm remembering it correctly. But anyway, yeah, but after a whole day of walking, it's getting late and exhausted. And I don't know if it was just me being excited from the experience or me drawing on whatever energy that was. Uh, but it was just, it was, it, but then he, uh, he got home and he called it. Uh, he said, whatever you got going on is, or your aura acts like a griff. And, he, and I was like, what? I don't know what that is. I never heard a griff, like a griffin. And I was like, no, just griff. And he said it, it was some kind of vampire that doesn't feed on blood, but feeds on energy instead. So he was calling you a vampire? I don't know. Because so... Your aura is One a of vampire? the most confusing things I tried to understand with what he was saying is that they he would basically describe how different auras react to, like, different things of mythology. Oh, sure. Um, at least that's... I'm probably wrong. I hope he's not listening to this yelling at me. <laughs> but I really wish he could have been here to further explain that kind of stuff. But 
I googled it a lot. I couldn't to, find any. I couldn't find a single thing about a griff. Anything. Like, what the, on earth was the only a griff? griff I knew was a character in uh, a Rooster Teeth um, skit called Red versus Blue. Really hilarious show, by the way. You should watch it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's a um, Rooster Teeth makes a lot of funny things. It's like a, they basically take all the assets from all the Halo games and they make their own movie skits uh, in game with all these different characters. It's super hilarious if you're into sci-fi games and stuff like that. Um, but no, I have no idea what it was, and nothing else really came of that. I, like I tried to mess around with whatever thing that i might have had but you try to suck energy out of stuff and yeah, nothing ever really happened no that's all right but yeah no i i when you told me that the first time i like researched the crap out of it and i could find nothing so i have like no idea where this guy was getting source material from like what on he, earth he was talking about he said he had to ask his mother about it and his mother was the one that gave him the answer they, they had this book she... he didn't say what the book was but they had this source of knowledge from whatever this book was Yikes. It might not even have been like Wicca. It might have been some kind of different version of it. Something else. I don't know. He said he did like seances and stuff like that. And um, Oh, yeah. That's another thing. When he did the aura thing, when he uh, cut it off, he like clapped his hands together and like swiped them away really fast. I asked him why he did that. It's because um, the energy that he was making could like backlash into him and be really uncomfortable. So he said when they do it in bigger groups, like people jumping in or out of it can backlash the energy on everyone else. So That's so freaky. Yeah. That's super creepy. But whatever. That's that's the most I knew of it. <laughs> so it all happened at a Dairy Queen. That all happened at a Dairy <laughs> Queen, which is amazing. You just like do it again. Yeah. Create another rift. Griff. But he was explaining more about what the griff was and everything like that. And he said like they're supposed to be like inherently talented and lucky and uh, silver-tongued and all this stuff. And, yeah, I've been a lucky person. I mean, the most notable thing was just finding Chris Hemsworth's wallet in the middle of uh, L.A. Huh. Um, won a uh, Microsoft Surface 3 out of the cereal box. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... When that happened, I never, like, believed it. <laughs> I was like, pe- people don't win these. No, no one, no one these. ever wins that stuff. No, it's real. <laughs> I just, like, you put They're this like, on the box to sell it. Send in 42, like, <laughs> like UPC codes, and then, like, mm-hmm. you get entered to win. No, it was one? just, there was just a placard on the inside of the box that says, congratulations, you won. We mailed it in, like, three months later, it came in the mail. We, like, forgot about so it. So is that, like, a theme throughout your life? What else? What else? What else? You had to have some, so you've like you're like a luck dragon. So I do. It, it's lucky, but it's it's always oh. lucky when I'm not wanting it to work. <laughs> That's awesome. Just happens. Like if I'm trying to gamble, it's like, oh yeah, give me those, give me the right cards, give me the right dice. Nothing. No, nothing. It's like if I'm wanting it to happen, it doesn't work. It's just it things that just happen. I mean, you're on this podcast. How right. lucky is that? Oh, just best kidding. podcast in the world. <laughs> Soon. But yeah, and then uh, the um, the talented thing. I was like, I've, I've, I mean, I've been able to pick things up rather easily. Not everything, um, yeah, but just smart like too. mostly. Uh, and then uh, the silver tongue thing. I was like, I'm, I can fit in a group really easily. You're good at talking. Yeah, and really, really good liar too, which is probably a bad thing. But. Oh, <laughs> good to know. Good to know, Tristan. With as quality I want on this show. Right. Like, but no, I mean, like, I only, I don't do it often. It doesn't make me feel good um, to do it. Yeah. It's usually if I ever, like, needed to help me in any way. 
Or like, you know, keep a secret of like, you know, a surprise party or something like that. All right. So I'll tell you the secrets if I have a secret to tell. Oh, okay. All right. You're our lockbox. No. <laughs> so what's uh what's next on the um on the outline? Nothing else like too spectacular happened until then. Um, most of the stuff is just really recent now. Uh, what the Ouija board? Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. I, okay. I did Talk about the Ouija board stuff. So you have a lot of coincidences. Yeah, and we'll like get, you have we'll a lot of like things that happen here, and then they come back here, and mm-hmm. then this happens there. Like you have a lot of that. I still love that quote that you told me. The coincidences are God's way of staying anonymous. Oh yeah, that was Albert Ooh, Einstein. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched like a or watched. I listened to a whole podcast about synchronicities, mm-hmm. and like I guess Albert Einstein was like really into that. And he yeah, he said coincidence was God's way of staying anonymous. Mm-hmm. So there's a plan. Uh, but yeah, so uh, about two years ago from that, I uh, like got like really into this like whole Ouija board thing because I found a YouTube video of it. And there was a bunch of different bloggers doing their own Ouija board thing. I was like, sure. you can't really trust them because they're just trying to do it for views. Um, especially since, like, one of them was, like, proven fake. And I was like, I, it's, like, but like I'm not really going to. feed or something. Yeah, I'm not really going to do it myself. Um, and then, like, uh, come to, like, listening to your podcast again, it got me all interested in this stuff again. And I was like, oh, man. It's like, we'll get Sorry. All, I'm going to get all my friends together, buy a Ouija board from Target. No. <laughs> go to Drake Cemetery. Don't do it. Uh. <laughs> Sponsored by Ouija board. Maybe it's spiritual. Oh, God. I think he's talking about Target. Oh. oh, I thought. Whoops. Is Ouija board like a brand? Mm, I don't. Companies make them, but it's, no. Nintendo makes it. Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo Ouija. The Nintendo, Nintendo Ouija. Ouija. It's just like Mario. It's, like, it's a rhythm game. <laughs> it's me, Mario. Oh, Ouija board edition. You have to spell start to start. It's like, wait, it's like, why is it up, right. down, left, yeah. right? What's happening? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, talk. like, I got super interested in this. It's like, I like, I really want to, like, I really want to get my friends together and do this. And we were like, and I talked to them all about it and they were all on board. It's like, yeah, let's do it. Um, As friends do. Mm-hmm. Let's do something dumb. Let's do something dumb. <laughs> let's all do something super dumb. So, uh... And like, and I thought I knew what I was doing too, like with it, like everything else that I've uh, like just looked at um, in the past. I was like, yeah, okay, these are the rules of the board. These are like what you have to do. You have to make sure you close it and all this stuff. Yeah. And using sage and all that. Um, and I was like, but like, how do people like? How do you really know like what's the right thing and the wrong directions and? Uh, but. I was, I told my, uh, or someone really close to me about it, and he was like, no, don't do that. I was like, why not? And he was like, he wouldn't say. He, like, did not want to talk about it. He's like, you're not going to do that. Don't do that. And uh, I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, did something happen? And he's <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. And no. he's like, and all that you would say was like, uh, there's definitely other forces on the other side of that board. Uh, and like, this is someone I really trust. And the only reason like I wanted to even try the board is just to see if it was real, if it would, right. if it would happen. And hearing him say that that happens, it was enough for me to believe that whatever was going on with that was true. Uh, and then the next day he, I guess he was more comfortable to talk about it. And he said that, um, his sister, um, 
Well, they did it all, like his brothers and his sister did it all together. And after they did it, uh, I guess something happened with his sister. And like she was up in her room all day with a priest doing what I think might have been an exorcism or whatever. And when she left the room that day, she had a streak of gray hair. What? And and I was just like, and he just didn't want me or my friends to do it because he just didn't want that happening to any of us. Jeez. And I was like, yep, yeah, that's um, that's enough for me to not buy a Ouija board. Yeah, that's a but, good idea not to, you know, especially at a graveyard. I remember I, I re-googled the st- like the rules for the um Ouija board, and it says like, don't. One of the first rules is like, don't do it in a graveyard. Don't do it in a graveyard. <laughs> and the like, description was just don't. Just <laughs> don't. <laughs> which is gonna make everyone want to. Exactly. Like, What's gonna happen? What's Nothing. Gonna, which is what we were gonna do. Next um, thing you know, the, your sister's possessed. At, at Drake Cemetery is where um one of the scouts in my uh, troop did their Eagle Scout project. They renovated the whole place and yeah. made it look nice. Um. And our idea was that if we get a name out of the board, we can cross-reference it with the plaque that they made for the cemetery of everyone that was sure. buried there. And it's an old place. They had um, three brothers that were buried there from the Civil War. And when they like reopened it again, they, they actually did um, the you know shooting the guns in the air three times. Yeah. Uh, and re- basically just redid a ceremony for the three soldiers that were there. The 21-gun salute. Mm. Well, they, we only had three guys. Three guns. So just yeah. But it guns. was still this symbolism that's all right of it drake cemetery that's showed up in a previous yeah paranormal paramedic the paramedic guy yeah he talked about that cemetery Mm. that's uh um where the bones he said said there was a circle of bones there yeah yeah yeah. that's uh what's the place called uh candlewick candlewick lake yep sorry i mean if you don't want people to know yeah it's it's a big place it's like i'm like what's your address again <laughs> anyway, one two three Boulevard. Uh, one two three Candlewick. <laughs> that's it. That's all it is. But yeah, like he, hearing him talk about that was really interesting because like I knew all the places he was in. No. Uh, in Candlewick. I drove out there. Like one day, I was mm-hmm. just driving around, tooling around, and I drove out there to see that cemetery. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's weird because it's like built up way, like way up high, like yeah. on a hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like it's small too. It's it is big. very small. All the headstones in. there. I don't remember exactly when they stopped burying people there, uh, but all the headstones there have been like moved. Um, apparently, some have been like stolen for like Halloween decorations, which I think is really shitty. Yeah, that's that's nice. Um, like, but that's, that's my grandma. <laughs> Thanks for stealing her headstone. Right. Uh, but no, the place was, after it was all said and done, it looked really nice and was really clean. Nice. But you, long story short, you no. did not do the Ouija board. No, we did not do the Ouija board. <laughs> not long story short, sorry, that sounded bad. Well, it wasn't really a long story, long tangent short. Long tangent <laughs> short. Um. So that brings us to... Um, pretty recently, like a couple months ago. Yeah, uh, the weird stuff. So when I started listening to your podcast, and it was what got me all interested, and the first thing that really hit me was the uh the rock star guy i can't remember his name john bross i think that was it yeah where he said the the whole purgatory story yeah the, the bar that was purgatory heaven hell purgatory and everything in between mm-hmm. shameless plug <laughs> he when when he was describing the story where he was like sitting in the purgatory level and he saw the shadow figure on the ceiling and when he said the words um i got you 
I've never felt so much power come from like words that way. And it hit me so hard because I mean, although I wasn't, I, I couldn't relate to his story at all. I was nowhere as low as where he was at that point. But like, it just like, it just resonated with me and was like, like what, like, what am I doing? I need to like, I need to do something with my life. I need to start going and, and getting at it. Like I'm a really, I'm a lazy guy. I don't like to do things and I know I'm lazy and I don't know why I can't motivate myself to do stuff. Um, I'm trying to get uh, my like aviation licenses and I've been sitting on that for a really long time. And because of that pushed me into studying for him again. And I'm on my first step of that already. Nice. Uh, but I was like, I can't, <laughs> I don't know. It was just so, it's a weird thing. And I'm like, I got home with my girlfriend. I was like, we need to, I was like, we need to start being like serious about this. Cause she didn't have a job at the time either. And, um, but she's got one now and she's doing really good with that. Nice. I'm really proud of her too. I'm sure her parents are. Um, but no, she's, I mean, it's another job, but she's uh, earning something for herself now, which is really good. That's awesome. Um, Glad we could motivate you. Yeah, I know. Oh, that was so weird. I was driving, um, I was driving home too when he said that. And it was just like, I was driving in the car. I was like, I froze. I was like, oh my God. I don't, <laughs> I've never felt words hit me so bad. Um, but. Uh, the next thing was the, uh, what was his name? Amen? 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 Yeah. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Fitting. He was talking about his, uh, he was talking about everything in his first episode. And it was just like, a lot of what he just said, like, just like threw me for like a big loop. Like made me question, you know, my belief or however you want to say it i'm not i should say like i'm not a super religious person um there's a higher power somewhere uh whatever it is it, sure i respect it that's good um because i know like a lot of this there's a lot of different ways to worship it and all that um so i just try and be the best person i can be nice um and but at when he was like talking about everything and it's just like, it just made me like rethink a lot of stuff. And it was just like, I was getting like a really, I freaked myself out really easily. And I was just like getting like a really bad headache, just like going back and forth over all this stuff that was like, just trying to like, what does he say is like, could it be true? It's like, no, it's like, it seems pretty straightforward and all that. Um, but it, I remembered a time, uh, a while ago when I had to have been, I think it was, it was 15. Uh, and I got, I went, was going to a youth group uh, that was uh, right just outside of Candlewick. Um, it's called The Grove. Um, and I've heard of that. A lot of people have gone to that. First, I think it was the first or second night that I went there. Uh, at the end of the service, they were doing, um, like, all the pastors stood up in a line. They made three lines, and everyone could get in line and, like, you know, do, like, a, a personal prayer or um, with, with one of the pastors. And I asked him something along the lines of, you know, I was like, it's been a while since I've been to church. And I guess I'm just asking for like a, a reconnection or something like that with uh, with God, Jesus. Um, and then he, he said his prayers, you know, Tristan's asking for, you know, you know like, uh, you know, be closer to you and all that. And he's, I think he said, like, give him a sign or something like that. Let him know you're here. Um, the next morning, um, I got a call from Pacemaker, which is the grocery store right next to it. Um, that 
uh, they were calling me in for an interview for a job, which was like a, a really good thing because at the time it was like, I just like, I want to get working. I want to be less of a burden on my family and be more self-supportive. And on the way there, I saw the sign for the Grove and like something just like hit me though, like, and told me like, this was it. This is your sign. That was your sign. I was like, that's oh, awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> that's a, yeah. Because like, it was just thing. like a job, like, oh, it's a job interview. I got the job too there. Like they basically hired me on the spot and I was like, and I was driving home and I looked at the sign again. I was like, that was like, why it just something told me that like, that was it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, twice your podcast has affected me. <laughs> but, but well, anyway, but good I, and bad and but bad. when I was going through this problem, uh, like in my head, like in just having this self battle, really, I remembered that story and I remembered what happened to me. And I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't care whatever this other side is, this side that Amon was talking about, whether it's a part of the big thing or two separate things. Um, God's side has helped me before, and this is the side that I choose. Wow, that's awesome. And as soon as I made that decision, like there was immediate relief in my headache. Like whatever was whatever I was going through, like stop. It was still like the it was still there, but it wasn't like sure. It wasn't banging anymore. Yeah. It wasn't it was just gone. And then the rest throughout the day it just went away. Wow. And I was just that was weird. <laughs> Holy crap. I was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a powerful episode. That guy's uh he's a smart dude. Yeah, but then um the next episode was started because I was listening to it while I was pushing carts. Yeah. Um and it's just something was telling me is like, do not listen to this. Don't listen to him. And I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Amen. I'm pretty sure you're a good guy, but he's a very good guy. Something was trying to protect me from that. Um and I didn't. Um, and it's the only episode that I haven't watched as your podcast. So. Oh, that's all right. Hey. Uh, God says no. Don't do it. Right. Because, like, I mean, I'm a really curious person, and I feel like whatever he had to say would have just got... I mean, I was about to do the Ouija board thing. Yeah. And I feel like if I knew something, I would have tried to play with it. And uh, and like that's probably... I probably would have done that, so not knowing about it would be the best thing for me. That's... You know what? I understand because I am also a very curious person. Henceforth, why I have a podcast about about it is <laughs> because I'm just you. You want to know. You always want to know. You always, always want to know. And like personally, for me, I felt many times like just God and like I mean, people on this podcast know how I feel about God, but like just like that pushback. Like you're just like I'm going somewhere I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like I'm beyond the barriers of where I'm allowed to go. Right. And it's not like it's not like oppressive or like overwhelming. It's just kind of like I don't know how to say like a pressure, you know, like mm. a conviction. Well, use a buzzword here. Christian well, buzzword time. <laughs> conviction. Word of the day. Word of the day. <laughs> conviction. But it just stops you, you know, something stops you, you know, like I shouldn't go in there or I shouldn't say this or I shouldn't right. do this. You know, and like and usually like the outcome it isn't like so detrimental that like it's gonna like destroy you, but like there's something there that you need to stop. Like I feel like parameters and boundaries mm-hmm. are important. So I get that. I get that. And it's good that you're listening, you know, to whatever it is you I think mean, it is. I feel is. like it's, I mean, it's, it's helped me before. It's only going to try and help me in the future. There you go. Um, I mean, God's the only name I know how to call it now. So 
That's what it's called. <laughs> awesome. Love it. All right. So the guy from work. Yeah. So he, uh, I just got a work out at the gas station sometimes and not in the tire shop at Costco. And, you know, as you, we do, you, you stand out there for a while, you get bored. And I was like, hey, you know, Ross got a podcast. You should listen to it. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? What's it about? It's like, it's about a lot of uh, like paranormal stuff. And uh, he, you know, talks about all that. And it's like, it's really interesting to listen to. And he's like, I got a story for you. I was like, oh, let's hear it. Um, he said, but he couldn't tell it, say it then. So he went on break and came back and he told me. And he's like, he came up right at me, like ready to go with it. And he said, I can't remember how young he was. I think he was really young when he, everything started. But he said he grabbed a newspaper uh, from one of those like dispensers on the side of the street. And there was a side article in it that said, you know, um, uh, how to find your spirit guide and steps to do so or something like that. And like, you know, one of the first steps in it was like, you know, ask it like, you know, who are you? How to like, you know, spirit guide, who are you or whatever. And he uh, went to bed that night and had a dream in the middle of the night uh, of a, he said, a black stallion trying to kick in the front door of his house. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, that sounds like a, something that's a sign or a symbol or something. Yeah. Uh, he didn't say what it was. I don't think he knew what it was supposed to mean. Um, and then the next, the next time he said, you know, like, who, who are you, you know, or whatever. Um, and then the next dream, or no, it wasn't a dream. He woke up in the middle of the night. And there was a girl dressed in white running around his bed and disappeared. <laughs> uh, and then the next thing that happened, he woke up with uh, what I think was sleep paralysis. But he, he described it. He woke up and something was holding him down onto the bed. And the only thing he could move was his eyes. And when he looked over to the side of his bed, he, there was a soccer ball sized white orb floating next to his bed. And when it disappeared, he could move again. Ugh. So, and then he said later on in life, he said um, uh, he was with some friends uh, with a psychic. Uh, and he wasn't even the person like being interviewed and the psychic was doing their own thing. Uh, like interviewing the people that were there for the psychic. And he said the guy just stops and he looked and he looked at him and said, uh, I see your brother and I see your mother. Um, this is years later. And he says, who's the little girl? Ugh. And he was freaked out. I was freaked out. I was freaked out. I was out. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and he's like, he's never had a, a younger girl in his life at all up to that point. And the only thing he can think back of was to the girl he saw running around his bed when he was doing the spirit guardian stuff so so that inspired you so naturally and this is why i shouldn't have listened to Eamon or done the ouija board because naturally <laughs> i did it <laughs> of course i didn't um i didn't speak it out loud because uh um my girlfriend was sleeping i just did it in my head and no one was like you know what are you who are you talking to you weirdo <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm trying to figure out my spirit guide babe and i was just like um you know, I was like, to my spirit guide, uh, who are you? Like, just saying it in my head. I really didn't know what to ask. And, like, a couple seconds passed, and I was just like, okay, nothing happened. And then, like, something came in, like, a name came into my head. 
like I knew it already. Like it wasn't spoken. It was just like knowledge was there and it was presented. Um, and it said, uh, Balabda. And I was like, that sounds like a mouthful of nonsense. Why would I, and why would I think of that? Sure. I didn't think much of it at the time. And then, so I, uh, went to bed, woke up and just started researching the name while I was at work. And I was trying to spell it starting with like B, like B U, um, like B, Lub, Duh, like, um, and I like couldn't find anything. So I used Google's, uh, speech to text and I set it into the microphone, like Balabda. And it spelled it completely different. Vo, V-O, lup, ta. And I was like, okay, what's that? Uh, turns out to be um, a volupta or voluptus is a Roman goddess that was created uh, from the union of Cupid and Psyche. And I was like, that's weird. That is really weird. Like, in, and I've always been like super interested in... Um, uh, like Greek mythology, um, Odysseus, the story of Odysseus is like one of my favorite stories. Um, and like, I've never once heard of this thing. And after doing more research, I find out why there's almost nothing about this character other than the fact of its existence and like anything I can find. Um, I even like went to like occult world cause I heard you talk about that website <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> you don't want to go down the rabbit trail in the I know. world. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but I only went. I you only don't looked sleep at that very well after and that. nothing, absolutely nothing. And I was like, "This is weird." Okay, yeah. this is probably. And then I, I tried. I did the same thing night after night. I'm thinking, "Who are you? Who are you? Who are you?" Nothing. Didn't get anything. I was like, and then it, it took me a while to realize that like, it's already giving me a, given me a name. And so, but nothing else really came from that from then. But uh, later, um, bef- three nights before that, I had this dream. And this dream was really uh, strange. And first I should talk about, like, the dreams I have are, like, so realistic and real. And, like, they feel like I'm, like, in another world. But it's always, like, I'm in the backseat of someone. Like, I, I don't, I've never had control or any decision in what happens in the dreams that I have. Um, but I'm able to share the feelings, the emotions, and like everything that happens to the person that I'm watching through. Uh, like an avatar. Right. Uh, so this dream that I had, I it started off like in this, uh, like basically like this beach hut. Like I was like on vacation and the doors were like on the corner of the, the building and they just opened outwards. And on the outside of the beach hut, there was just this um, uh, soft white sand, polished boulders, like with a moat around it. And there was bigger boulders inside the moat that you can like sit on uh, and walk on. And But like everything past that was kind of like a haze. It was like really blurry. And immediately at the start of it, it just felt like a dream within a dream already. Like I just felt like something wasn't right. Like it was kind of like this drunk feeling. Um, and I just jumped in the water and started swimming around and I swimmed around this, uh, small building that was made of like really soft white wood, um, and was swimming down the moat and I saw crystal clear blue water. And at the bottom of the moat, there was this massive alligator just sitting at the bottom of the moat and a normal person to go, that's dangerous. I should get out of the water. Yeah. Um, but I just like registered it and I was like, yeah that's okay 
<laughs> that's there because like I'm not something's not making me think right. Right, that's normal. And I I get I, I get further down uh the um the moat and on top of this rock are two women sitting there like completely naked, with colored hair. Uh, one of them was blue and one of them had purple hair. And I swim around the rock and like they're two so of the they're most millennials. Two of the most beautiful, yeah, exactly. Okay. Two of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. And uh, and they're and let's just say they were uh, a little inviting. Um, <laughs> well, but um, after and after a while, I'm just like just starting to realize like this isn't right. Something's wrong. And I start to pull away from them a little bit, and and one of them like taunts me and is like, you know, how about we take things a little further and the other one's like only thinking you can handle both of us and i was just like you know what i i really shouldn't i'm with someone and as soon as i said no to them they gave me like this really like (laughs) awful look of disgust and like like how dare you uh kind of look and then they completely disappeared and like my hands fell through them and the rock i was touching that was once like this clean polished boulder was like dirty and covered in moss the crystal blue water was all gray and muggy filled with mud had a bunch of like algae floating in it and when i looked up uh the haze i was seeing before past the moat was just um like just forest around it like basically i was in a swamp and during the beginning it was bright day and at but as soon as they disappeared it was in the dead of night and the only light that i can see was from a couple of torches hanging on the side of the building and when i came to like that drunk feeling disappeared like all my awareness and my consciousness and like my thought of like danger like all came back to me i was like what was that what's going on um and then i heard like the hiss of like an out uh, like that crocodile behind me and I turn around and it's coming out of the water at me and I run I run away from it I get on top of the rock and I jump to um, a walkway that was on the side of the building and when I walk into the building I'm looking for someone and they're not there and so I, I turn around outside the building I'm shouting their name I can't remember what their name was and they weren't coming back the only thing that came back was like a small dog um, with like red fur that came in and I was just shouting their name. And as soon as I mustered the courage to like go out there and find them, whoever it was, um, more alligators or crocodiles started to surround the entrance of the hut. And I couldn't get out there safely. So I had to lock myself into this hut, knowing that whoever else was out there is gonna be dead or missing in the morning. And, and that's when it ended. And it was, and I woke up and I was like, and I don't, I'm, I've never thought that dreams meant anything until like I had that one. And I still can't put any meaning towards it because if it was supposed to be like a test of faithfulness, I said no. And I got, they tried to kill me yeah, for you it. almost died. <laughs> um, couple days, uh, about a week or two later, I was, and, and I, just came i found this out the other night i asked it because i kept trying the spirit guardian thing over and over and over again i just started to change the question and i was like you know i thinking so i started to get the idea that maybe these two things are connected um 
And I said, like, what were those things? And again, got no answer. But the night before, um, I play a game with my friends online called Dungeons and Dragons, and I was running the game. And uh, the new module that we were playing had a bunch of red tokens on it that just had golden letters in it with names. Usually there's the picture of the creature or the person that that's supposed to represent. And I guess there wasn't any art of those creatures, those specific creatures in the um, that it could be taken to represent the token. So they just gave it names. So I was I got curious and I just picked one of them. And the one I picked was called a Nereed. And I looked up what a Nereed was. And a Nereed is a type of nymph which comes from Greek mythology, which was immediately connected to the Volupta name that was from before. And nymphs are described to have um, otherworldly beauty and were known to drive mortals insane or insensate. And the the whole swimming over the alligator and uh, like looking at it and not recognizing it as a caution was just everything just lined up. Yeah. Like that's what those, all... that's what those were. I was trying to figure out. Like, I thought the girls were like sirens, but I was like, no, what was happening doesn't line up with what sirens were. Yeah. So, and it's like, but now, like, it told me, like, it's like nymphs. Like, that's what, that's what they were. And it was like, I, I like was totally like frozen. I was like stuck. I couldn't. It's <laughs> all the little pieces are starting to come and together. And it's just like coincidences. I was like, I could have picked any token on the board and I picked that one and it, it just happened to be. And it's all within like a short amount of time when you're researching this and trying to figure out mm -hmm. what who, it was who your spirit guide is tristan <laughs> um oh i guess i should just say um volupta is the or voluptus is the goddess of uh sensual pleasure which is <laughs> i thought was weird it was, uh, but from cupid what do you expect what, yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna get right? I don't know who Psyche is. I've never heard of that. I haven't heard of that one either. I didn't. I should probably should have done more research to who that was before. Starting. That's okay. But I mean, how Cu weird is that? That it's all like Cupid and Psyche is actually a story. I found out is actually its own set story. Really? Um, and it's, it comes from a, a story called the Golden Ass, which is the a, Golden Ass. The Golden Ass, like a boar, like a, a donkey. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It sounds like so, a, like a porno name. Right, it did. That's what I thought too, but but Sorry. but the story is basically this rich guy gets turned into a donkey, and then he has to find a way to like get back home while being right. treated like a donkey to from everyone else. Oh, so sure. Until the gods like turn him back. Right. At least you didn't have that dream. No. <laughs> no, that's horrible. So what do you? Where are you at with that stuff? Like, where are you? What are you gathering from all this? Because I feel like I stopped. For one, you're um, playing Dungeons and Dragons, so I kind of feel like we're in Stranger Things. <laughs> and now this stuff's like all coming to you in your dreams. Well, see, that's the first thing. Like, I don't. A lot. Of, a lot of my dreams, like, are like straight out of action movies sometimes, and sometimes yeah. they're just like silly and random. Yeah. Um, your dreams are super vivid. They're really real. Like really, like how, like how you just like recalled that entire dream. That's insane. Is that not normal? That's not normal. To, I mean, like, you can remember, like, I mean, I, I mean, who's to say? But, like, you can, like, for the, the most part, most people can, like, kind of remember, like, bits and pieces and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the way you, like, put those together, like, you remember that, like, word for word. Like, I can see, like, like I'm, like, a visual, like, when you start to describe things, like, I start to see it in my head. And I saw, like, that whole thing. 
It's like freaky. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot more. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. You have like more dreams than we have but, time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I stopped asking it questions when I forgot what I asked, but then it just started to just like kind of flood my head with like a lot of information. It was like basically like if you ever heard someone talk really fast and just like double that, it was just something in my head was just like saying lots and lots and lots and lots of things. Um, and then I just like, I was like, I got enough. I was like, stop, stop, stop. And it stopped. And the last word that it said was bruschetta. And I was like, isn't that cheese? Br- <laughs> Wait, bruschetta? Br- yeah. And like the, like it's an Italian dish. I know. Yeah, I know. And it it's is. Italy is next to Greece and there's still ancient families of Greece in Italy. You're like, you're just and I was like, why does it all connect? Why does or it, it wants you to make? Why is it all coming together? <laughs> or it makes me want to. Or it makes you want to. After that, because like it was, because uh, like something was like definitely there, and I was like, okay, I'm done messing with this for now, and I, I don't know if I'll go back <laughs> to doing that again. But yeah. like it was whatever it is, it was just like trying to make me obsess over Greek Greek culture. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. Man, and you and you just keep researching it, and you keep finding things, and like the pieces are just here. They're and like, so the breadcrumbs are very thin. Yeah, it's hard to find. I couldn't like I still can't find anything on Volupta Voluptas. There's tons of stuff on nymphs, and I actually um, there's a lot of names that are from Greek mythology of names of nymphs, and uh, Volupta or Voluptas's name was not a part of that. Um, but I did find another thing somewhere on one website that connected the two, but it was just one source, and I don't know how much to put, you know, that or That's hold, weird. hold up against that. So it does work. I mean, after Ed's story, I don't think I would have. Sorry, I said. His yeah, name, I know. <laughs> after our coworker's story, like he, that story was so. There's enough people named Ed. I don't think. Yeah, they'll, Ed, they'll never figure out who Ed is. Um. So I mean, there's kind of like a common theme throughout, like. You you're curious. You kind of push the boundaries in I some do. ways or another, and, and then I'm, I'm never scared to. Which yeah. is probably which is then the probably problem. Probably <laughs> Um. So where are you at with this stuff now? Like where are you like like with this? Are you done doing this? Yeah. Thing? Are you done nothing, asking? Like because this is that was all really recent. This was all within like a couple months ago that yeah. I found this out because that's when I started listening to your podcast. Is when all this stuff started resurfacing. The dreams never stopped though. Um, and those have been, like, some of them are, like, really long. I mean, I was in a psychology class, and, like, the teacher was saying, like, dreams usually last, like, a couple seconds that people can remember. And I was like, no, that... There's, like, all night long. That doesn't check out. One of them was all night long, and it was, oh, it was awful. It was the... Should I just roll right into that one, then? Or? Yeah, I think we probably have... I don't know. We I probably have time for whatever you got. I want to get... Uh, well, if, we, if we're on a time crunch, I want to talk no, about we're not on time three time. in particular first. That's fine. Um, one Wait, of the first... You have ten minutes, go. Oh, okay. <laughs> one of the first ones I had was um, that it was a big, that I can remember, was when I was a kid. Um, uh, like, under the age of ten. Um, I was, like, I was in a car in the back seat. My parents were driving it. And there was, like, this big city that we were in. And uh, everything was, like, black. With like all of it was accented with like purple, magenta, neon, and we parallel parked in front of this building, and we walked in the building, and uh, to the left there was like some receptionist desk with a bunch of people working there. It was a really small room, but on the opposite end of the room there was like these 
10 to 12 capsules that like people could stand in and they were like slightly leaned up against the wall uh we my parents paid the attendant and i you know the attendant walked in or got everyone all hooked up to these machines and when they all closed i can't really remember the transition but when i came to again uh we were all like these giant robots and like the whole thing was awesome it was an amazing experience like my hands but like moving my body was the same as it was in whatever world i was in and uh there we were started in this big city and all my other teammates were different looking robots and there was like a portal on one end and i remember running into the portal and there was like this big lava world with mountains and the whole thing was like a battle like a battle game um and i didn't stay there long and i backed up and i uh ended up climbing this big tower and uh found like a staff that shoots lasers up there and i basically just camped up there and just shooting the portal that led to the uh uh the lava area <laughs> but like after i woke up from it i was like that was awesome like <laughs> like that was the best game i've ever played and knowing looking back at that today there's a, a technology they're like developing in vr called deep dive vr and it's it's a theory that you can make an artificial world so real that someone wouldn't understand the difference between what's real and what's not that's horrifying like basically theoretically you could knock someone else on the street knock, knock someone out on the street take them hook them up to a computer system and they would just like wake up in the middle of the street go wow that was weird and not know they're in a simulation oh. <laughs> like that's how real it's supposed to be and like and this was like years before i was even exposed to like this theory this idea and like that's still kind of like weirds like weirds me out like how would i experience something like that without knowing and um, you just felt like you were in it yeah it was like it was exactly it and um and then that and the only dream that i've had that i can definitively say was a reoccurrence happened about seven years later had the same dream and i was like super excited when it started because i immediately knew what it was i was like this is going to be awesome this is going to be fun went through the whole process in the beginning and then but when i got inside the pot again and then the game started back up it ran for about like three to five seconds and then it shut down. And I was like, okay, that was weird. And the pods open up. The guy's like, sorry, we're experiencing technical difficulties. We'll just run it again. Okay. They shut. We get back in the game. It runs for three to five seconds and it shuts down. I was like, no, don't do this. <laughs> I want to dream this again. It was just, it was a fun, and it just, it just wasn't working. And then they just, uh, <laughs> it just kept failing and failing and failing. And then the dream ended. Um, that's kind of how dreams work, though. Mm. Like when you've had one and you like wake up or like it's a reoccurring one, mm -hmm. they're never quite the same. There's sometimes like there's a little bit different, a little bit different, or it's like off, but like that's, real off. That's the only one that's ever come back that I could say. Maybe you're gonna like every create like a new kind of VR. Every other one was. Oh, I'm not smart enough to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You have to be. I I'm already not even good with computers and software, but. Um, but, uh, can you tell the Dyson sphere dream? Yeah. That one's really strange. So that one sounds like, like a message from another world. So if you don't know what a Dyson sphere is, a Dyson sphere is a theoretical structure, um, that when a species becomes a spacefaring species, they have to be able to capture a majority of the energy that comes from that solar, their solar systems star. So the sun in our case. 
This is like a real thing? This is a real thing. You can look this up. And there's a, there's a bunch of designs of how to make it, whether it's one big ring that goes around it, either a complete capsule that encompasses the sun, or a lot of different panels that get built one at a time that just uh, orbit the sun. Um, there's lots of different ways scientists have been able to come up with ideas to make it, but we're just nowhere near the point of getting close to it. So you knew what this was before? I knew, well, I knew what this was before. Um, but this one was really interesting because it's the first time the dream has ever, like, confirmed or spoke back to me. Um, when it started off, I was, like, uh, I was in this, like, spaceship, and I can see um, Jupiter out the window, like, the red spot swirling on yeah. it. And, like, and I knew where I was um, was home. Like, I lived here. Uh, this, um, And everything was, like, white, really modern and, like, smooth i guess that futuristic look oh sure um and there was like other people there but i didn't know who any of them were but then like something uh like something told me to walk to the edge of the window and then when i walked to the window i could see past jupiter and instead of like being like black space it was just like uh like silver like a metallic uh sheen and all the way past it i can like see the sun and there was just no black sky. And I was like, the only thing I know that would be like a mega structure is what they call the Dyson sphere. Um, is like, that's what that would be. And I was, I asked myself, like, is that a Dyson sphere? And then that's when whoever I was in or whatever person I was watching said, that's a Dyson sphere. And I was like, oh my God. And like, I went through like three stages of surprise. Like one, it talked back to me. Two, uh, like humans made that. And, were, and like three, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, like humans live that long to get there. And it was just, and I, like, and I did ended up doing the math. Actually, let's see if I can grab the screenshot from that. And normally Dyson sphere is only supposed to encompass the sun. And I ended up doing the like simple math for, uh, I looked up Jupiter's furthest uh, point away from the sun. And it was like 508 million miles. So I just plugged that into a simple equation for uh, the volume of a sphere. This does not sound simple at all. No, it will. It's the volume of a sphere is a pretty simple equation. It's only um, just like a couple things. Oh come on! Oh there it is. So uh, it turns into uh, 5.49 times 10 to the 26, which if you don't know what that means, it's uh, 549 followed by. 24 zeros that's how many cubic miles of space uh, that would be inside of whatever structure i saw that's such a intricate dream you can't you can't even like just we can't even begin to comprehend the size of our own solar system let alone anything past that which is why i just think space is just so interesting and you're getting like the secrets of the universe well it's, i wouldn't dreams. say a secret it's like because i'm still trying to figure out if whatever i'm looking at is real or not like i've never had anything that's been like fantastical or like mythical in any way like everything every dream i've had has been pretty much like real and like standard like something that could happen right um the only th dream that i've had that wasn't like i couldn't explain at all was uh i was like standing like in this arena like fighting a bunch of people but i didn't have any weapons and there was like this giant 
like green flaming gauntlet that I was controlling around, like using to fight people and like black arrows and stuff. That's the only thing I could never explain that was like out there. And I actually told that one to um, the warlock guy. And he actually like was able to pull some symbolism out of that, saying that the griff thing was like you're supposed to be like you know puppet masters, like the silver tongue thing. And he was he said that was a connection to because that ha that dream happened while I was still talking to him. But that's the only one that was out there that like I really couldn't explain. Jeez. Um. The the next thing I really want to talk about was um, a dream I had where I knew I was dying. Um, usually when dreams happen, there's always like this foresight that I have, like stuff that I know before yeah. the events start. Um, and I couldn't see anything from the start of it. And, uh, when, but I knew I was like, I knew I was passing away and I knew I wasn't like living or was uh, uh, like things were ending and I was laying on the ground and I can feel the ground that I was laying on. But I remember feeling that last breath and all of the feeling like from my fingertips and my toes were being like sucked away like a wave all the way up to my head and then there was just nothing and trying to explain what nothing feels like has never been so hard because it needs to try to just sit there and focus on nothing try and think of nothing you can hear the ringing in your ears you can feel the surface you're sitting on or you're standing on it was just nothing and, but I like, I wasn't scared. There was no, I wasn't like excited. I wasn't scared. I wasn't like happy, sad or anything. It was just pure peace. But then the whole loss of feeling happened in reverse and I was breathing again. Like, so like I was revived or something like that. And then the dream ended. And it was just like, that's just been the weirdest experiences or experience I've ever had with one of my dreams. So it's like you had a near-death experience in your dream. Basically, yes. <laughs> I remember when you, you told me that, it reminded me of we had Rachel on this podcast mm -hmm. and when she talked about the nothingness and the when, blackness. Like, when, when she described it, it was the exact same feeling that I had in my dream. But hers was real. And yeah, and yours was just a dream. It was just well, a dream. Well, maybe not. I, uh, and the... Um, and I, I, that happened at the same time, a part of a different one. And I'm, cause sometimes like I'll wake up and I'll go back to bed and the same one will continue. Uh, the, the dream I had before that, um, it was in some post-apocalyptic world and we were exiting out of some kind of, uh, observatory and the clothes we were wearing were ragged. Um, they weren't like well-kept and it's like, it's just, this is just what we got and this is what we wear. Um, we had firearms with us, um, but we, we weren't, you know, out and ready to use. And there was a river going around the um, observatory and we were approaching a bridge. And there was like these robots like walking around, like acting like regular animals. They were, um, they were very militaristic uh, in style, but they were designed to like look like horses almost. Um, but they were really short, probably like little larger than a goat probably like a llama or alpaca size uh in shape um but they were all green at like a mate green color that a lot of military stuff has yeah like the olive green 
and they weren't bothering us and we were wary of them like i knew like i don't trust anything they do but i didn't i just knew we didn't like them and we were crossing the bridge and this big orange version of one of them was standing at the edge of the bridge and it like called the rest of them over and uh they were blocking our path forward and we're like okay let's turn around and the other ones that were just grazing or pretending to graze because they just robots were blocking our path on the other side of the bridge and then one of the guys in our group was like hey uh what's with the big one and then one guy in our group was saying it's like well the orange ones are rare and we're like uh-huh and incredibly dangerous and then it just it gave out like some kind of call and they just started to charge us and i remember grabbing a rifle out of a partner's hand uh shooting one of the small ones and then it jammed and i threw it back to him and we started to run um and then that's when it ended uh but then uh after that i went back to bed and that's when the death dream happened so whether that one's connected to the other i don't know maybe i died and got brought back during that ordeal, I couldn't say. But. Jeez. So why do you think you remember them so vividly? I can't say. I mean, I've always... I love. I like to entertain the idea that dreams are some way of looking into other worlds. Yeah. Um, diff- like butterfly effect kind of stuff. Right. Like there's always a, like a multiverse of... Like a parallel version of yourself. And because I've always assumed it to be me, um, like you know, I look at my hands and they're always mine. They've never been someone else's. Um, but another weird thing is that I've never seen myself in a mirror. Is that that's like a thing in dreams, right? You can't see yourself in a mirror. I, I but I've never seen a mirror. I've never had the chance to take a look even at wonder. myself. And and like I said, even if there was a mirror, I couldn't tell myself to look into it because I've never been able to alter yeah. or affect what's happening. Your dreams are strange because they just, they almost sound, like I said, I had told you this theory and you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, because, go ahead. No, no, no. The Avatar dreams. Yeah. You sound like, your dreams sound like you're in someone else's body, like, like watching another existence. That part I agree with. Yeah. It's just, I don't. But I've, you play a lot of VR and you do a lot of that stuff. See, I do play it, but the, the stuff I've played and like everything that I've been exposed to like in these fantasy worlds of video games and all that they've never been close to the experiences and like the real feeling that like because like we were scared i feel that sense of fear whenever i'm in that situation uh like if i'm having a good time i feel that feeling even though like i'm just the person watching the situation well and i think a lot of people do I think a lot of people like could probably like identify that Maybe. feeling like, well, I felt this. Like you might right. have like a random dream where you like it like strikes you and you like wake up and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, I remember. But you remember you remember them so vividly and so detailed that it's like, and me, I've, I don't know. To me, it's significant, and I've never been able to figure out your dreams either. Like, I've been trying to like people say dreams are supposed to mean something, and I've been trying to put any form of symbolism to them. Yeah, and I just. I can't. I can't find like they don't come to me in a way that like it's supposed to mean something or it's supposed to be an omen of something else. Hmm. Uh, and the only and like I had like one theory when uh, the remnant energy guy 
came on the podcast and the way he described i really love that way of describing everything because it makes the most sense to me chris is a smart guy logical person um but i was like what if like that energy is just like different people like you know like passing through you in your dreams and that's why dreams happen because it just shows you a glimpse of something and yours sounds like realities that haven't happened yet exactly which is why i can't put a nail in that theory because it's just like because whatever i'm experiencing isn't real it shouldn't be real right um that's why i always say write it down you're you're gonna and i I have been to write like the next like sci-fi novel or like make incredible movies or do you need to do something with that so that knowledge just seems i've i've had i've had dreams that lasted all night i had a whole dream where it was an entire day at school (laughs) i woke up got on the bus went to every single one of my classes lunch gym class got on the bus to go home had no homework it was a good day closed the front door to my house and i woke up and it was just no. That sounds like a terrible dream. I was like, you can't make me do it again. <laughs> like the so nightmare, boring. the nightmare came after because I realized I had to go to school again. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> um, uh. And then, like, I've had some that had just been really long, like stressful nights. I remember I came to work one day and I was just like, <laughs> it's like I was just, I was just full of anxiety because of the dream that I had. Um, I don't know. That one's a long one. I don't know if you want me to go in. Well, I, I want to do an episode sometime because I had another guy email oh. me about dreams. And I would like to do like like just a dream episode where people just like share their like segmented dreams. So maybe we should share that. Save that one for another one. Okay. Um. So with all the things we've talked about tonight, do you have any like any final words like what would you you've had, you've shared so many things across the board this is your your time to i know like a lot of people that come onto the show have like a lot of continuous stuff and yeah it's like i just had a lot of stuff yeah in there what's um, your final word about just anything you talked about today what do you want the people to know i was like always i would say i mean it's probably maybe it's a little disconnected but like always do your research into stuff don't don't never take anything at face value like if you see something that you want to believe make sure that you do your research first before you believe it and make sure it sits right with you before you stand behind it nice that's a good final word all right tristan well thank you so much you're welcome thanks for being on Thank you so much to Tristan Barker for being on Maybe It's Spiritual. Some really awesome stories and some super wild dreams. Uh, If you guys like what you heard tonight and you guys want to listen, we are on Spotify and Apple. Uh, Those of you who find us on Apple, feel free to leave a uh, a review. Give us a star or two. We'd like them. Uh, Helps us. Uh, Also, uh, we have an Instagram, Maybe It's Spiritual. And we have a Gmail, which... People have been using now. It's uh, maybe it's spiritual at gmail.com. Um, we want to hear your stories. Um, if you want to be on the show, contact us there or um, message me on Instagram. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much.